Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, welcome back to Blue by 90, presented by Maze and Brew. I am Justin, joined by Jack and Kaylin, as always. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. You know, some people would take the holiday off, but not us. We, you know, it's Ohio State week, so it's no days off right now, right, boys? No days off, positive vibes only. And uh, yeah, happy Turkey Day. I'm ready to get into a food coma by 2 p.m. Yes, sir. Ready oh, yeah. to shut down. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is Thanksgiving morning. We're coming at you uh, 48 hours ish before uh, Michigan takes on Ohio State. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, you know, we, we have to talk about some hopes here a little bit, which I don't know how excited a lot of people are to be talking hoops right now because of the way Michigan seems to be playing. But they did pull out a win uh, last night against uh, perennial powerhouse Tarleton State. Um, so that was a tough one. Uh, but they – guys, they just – they haven't looked in sync, right? They just haven't looked like they've been super smooth, you know? So, um, I don't know. What have you guys been seeing from this uh, – from the Hoops team? I mean, I don't want to slight Tarleton, Tarleton, Texas. You know, they're probably the best newcomer – in the last two years, you know, in, in D1. I agree. One, yeah. one of one. They're ranked one of one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they look out of sync, man. I don't know. I was I was kind of talking with Aaron. He went to the game last night, too, about my uh, – what what if I were the head coach, what I would kind of do to the lineup and change up the starting five. But it's like John's, man, he still doesn't have the confidence. You hear guys talking about it on the color commentary. Um, Houston's on. But then Devontae Jones is off, and he's not – doesn't seem to be playing great. I mean, if it wasn't for Eli Brooks and Caleb Houston, Michigan basketball, even you know, might be three and three. Even Houston, though, I don't think has been playing super well. He, he had a rough two-game stretch. Yeah, Houston, Houston's been struggling, too. Um, I, I think he's just been struggling shooting. But they did start off the game – shooting pretty dang well they uh, there was a point but the the shooting wasn't the problem in the beginning of the game it was turnovers there was a point when they had they were five for five from the field but had nine turnovers i mean that stat is pretty (laughs) unreal and I, i bet you can guess who uh was at least tied for the lead on turnovers in that game i i'm gonna guess Devontae jones that would be correct yeah and he, had, no, he didn't even score. He didn't even score last night. Jeez. He had five tur- five turnovers and zero points. What's That's your Mister Plus Minus man? What do you have his plus minus? I don't have his plus minus for the game, but I, for the season it is updated. It's at uh, it's three. It's still positive. Brandon Johns is back in the negative. Um, but man, I don't. It's just it. J- it doesn't seem like he um has the he just doesn't have the smoothness to like command the team right now, you know, which is what they need. That's what Eli has. So I wonder if you need to run Eli at the point because Devonte Jones, what I've seen from him is like, I, I feel that we were, we, we were blessed with Mike Smith's ability to be the guy at, he was at coastal uh, coastal Carolina. Or is that Devontae Jones? Jones. Mike Smith was at Columbia. Columbia. Yes, you're right. So Mike Smith at Columbia was the guy scoring like 25 points a game, right? We were blessed with his ability to come to Michigan and not be the guy and make that transition really well. I don't think Devontae Jones has made that transition very well. He he doesn't feel like he's commanding the offense very well and and he's not able to see the floor. He wants to go down to, you know, or drive the ball to make something happen, but 
he drives the ball, gets into trouble, and then, you know, throws it away panicked. usually. Yeah. yeah, he does look panicked. And, I mean, there were a lot of times yesterday that Michigan looked panicked against Tarleton State, whose biggest guy is like six foot seven. You know, I was – all I was saying, I'm like, I'm sitting there watching the game. I'm like, how can we not get the ball into Hunter Dickinson? Like, that, even Jones I, – I, it wasn't even just Jones, but everyone struggled to get the ball into our big men. And I was just so confused. You should be able to chuck it up to the ceiling, let it drop into Hunter Dickinson right under the hoop and let him dunk it. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the starting lineup's height for, for Texas – or Tarleton, whatever, whatever their name is. It says Tarleton Texans on ESPN. Um, you would have, you would imagine Dickinson would have a hell of a lot more than nine points in that game. It's crazy, man. I mean, it's like, it should have been a situation where it's like when the, the varsity team scrimmages the JV team and you just have bigger guys and you take over, but they could not get it going. And, and they, there were a lot of times too um, where I thought, Guys had open looks, whether it was Brandon Johns on the three-point line, even Caleb Houston on the three-point line, or Hunter Dickinson uh, and Diabate underneath. They had open looks at the basket, but chose to give it up and try and pass it to someone else, which didn't end up with a bucket. It ended up with a turnover a lot of the time. Sometimes it obviously ended up with a bucket, but it just felt like nobody wanted to be the guy and have that confidence and take over. Nobody, I, I think that's where we're at with this team right now is they have all the pieces, right? They have like a bunch of guys that are there. Nobody wants to be that guy. And I, you know, if, if Hunter Dickinson's not that guy, I don't know who needs to be that guy. It kind of seems like Diabate does want to be that guy. Um, but I, you know, Houston doesn't want to be that guy right now. And I, I we were hoping that he would be right. I don't, I don't know if I can agree with you on that one, man. I mean, I'd are you well, I thought at first you were talking about just post players, and I kind of agreed with you, but um, I think Caleb's that guy, and I think Eli's that guy. No question. I think even T Will uh, wants to be in that conversation. I agree with the Diabate take. I mean, I feel like those guys, every time I've seen them play this year, they look confident and they look you know, solid. They're making good decisions, taking good shots, passing the ball when they need to. So I, I think there's four guys that can do it. Um, and we even saw it when Houston had those two bad games. He still shot the ball. You know, he still had the confidence to shoot the ball. You know, he, they weren't, he wasn't hitting them, um, but he hit them last night. He was two of five from three and four from seven overall. He had 14 points. And he was one of the, he was the second leading minute getter behind uh, Brooks. Brooks had 40 and Houston had 37. So I, I disagree with you there. I think there's four guys that, that can definitely do it and want to do it. I just think there's, you know, it, it, something's missing. It's weird. Like the vibe of the team just looks strange. Like they just haven't meshed yet. And I think they'll figure yeah. it out, but something's off. I just don't know. Can't figure out what it is. Yeah. I just get the impression they're just not clicking quite well enough to you know, move the ball around as, as needed. Um, I, I did like seeing Frankie Collins in there though, like quite oh, a yeah. bit yesterday. And I thought actually he played pretty well. I mean, he missed a couple free throws, but um, overall I was pretty pleased with like the amount of time he played and how he played. So I feel like Juwan is trying a couple different things, right? Getting some guys in there for longer periods of time, getting the two big men on the floor at the same time. I think we'll see a lot more of that. Um, but, you know, it's early in the season. I think they got more time to mesh as they play tougher. I do want to ask you guys, too, now that you brought up the young guys, Kalen, um, based off of what we've seen right now, six games into the season, I'm curious to hear what your guys, what you would pick the starting five to be. Because I'm assuming it's not what we see on the floor. I know, at least for me, it's not. Yeah, um, it, it, it would not be for me as well. Um, I think you, you would you, – you will, I think you will see, and I think you should see Diabate substitute in for Brandon Johns on the starting five. I think Juwan wants to give him, give Johns a chance because he's probably earned it in practice and over the years. He earns this chance, you know, more than just through three games or whatever, four games that they've been through. Um, but I'd love to see Diabate. Diabate is just as athletic as Brandon Johns, not quite as strong, but has a lot more talent on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, and then right now, I just 
don't know if Devontae Jones can run the point for us. I'm sorry. So, you know, I would, I would like to see probably either Frankie Collins or, you know, Kobe Bufkin or somebody, whether, or Zeb Jackson. I don't know. You know, Zeb Jackson isn't a hundred percent. I understand that. So one of those young guys either has to come in to run the point with Eli at the, at the guard position or, Eli runs the point and you bring in one of those guys at the guard position. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's not, they, he needs to change something up. I think just for like a spark, right. Yeah. Whether, it, whether he wants to run with it or not, you know, for a long period of time, I think he needs to change something for a spark. Kalen, what do you yeah. got for the, for the starting five? It's actually a funny take because it's like Juwan needs to find his JJ, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're but, probably uh, not wrong. But yeah, no, I honestly, I kind of thought we saw our best starting five last night when uh, Diabate, Dickinson, Eli Brooks, Frankie Collins, and Caleb Houston were all on the floor at one time. Um, I think that's kind of what what we should roll with. Uh, based on what I see right now. Yeah. I mean, I, it's hard to, I, I, I'm, I'm not shocked that we all kind of think the same thing. Cause I'm right there with yeah. you guys, but uh, even like if let's say Eli, Eli Brooks does run the point. I feel like Devonte Jones is just, he's, he's a scorer, right. Or he wants to be a scorer. That's, that's the feeling that I get and maybe put him at the two and let Eli run point or make Devonte Jones, you know, one of the first guys off the bench. And, you know, come in and if we need to get a bucket or something or have an aggressive defender, you know, whatever. It'll keep him out of foul trouble, hopefully. Um, but I, I'd love to see that. I loved seeing Frankie on the court last night. I, I, lo- I just love watching him play. That was so fun to see that lineup in there. Even when they put T-Will in there, too. That was just an exciting, like, fun, you know, fun time to watch that game. Yeah, Frankie and, uh, and Buffkin, man, they can fly. Those guys are athletic as hell. It, it's pretty crazy because – those guys are two of the smallest guys on the court. I mean, Buffkin looks like he's about 14, legitimately. Since he <laughs> shaved his head, he looks so young. What's uh, what's Will Smith's son's name? Yes, he does look like uh, Jaden Smith. Smith. Yeah, he looks yes. like Jaden Smith with that. That's hair. a good call. <laughs> uh, yeah, but those dudes are like, they're going to be really, really good. And, you know, the one person that we haven't talked about really for this starting five is Terrence Williams. Do you guys think he has a chance to crack that top five? I would say no, just because, you know, it's like, who are you going to take out? Like who would, you know, how would, how would you fit him in there? I think he, and for me, ideally from what we've seen so far, I think he and Devontae Jones would be a good option to be like first off the bench. Um, Because I would like to see, I mean, Dickinson, obviously he's going to stay at the five Houston will be it or, uh, um, Diabate will be at the four, then Houston at the three, and then Brooks is either running the one or two. And uh, you got Frankie or Buffkin, you know, running point, running the one. So I don't, I don't think he, he'll make it in there unless something changes drastically from the play of those other guys. But he's just such a solid six man. He's like our little Lou Will. I love it. Yeah. T Will, Lou Will. That's right. It's beautiful. He uh he's a bit of a tweener. That's the that's the tough part, I think. Yeah. He like he's not gonna be your big man, but he's not gonna be your quick guy. So I, I think it could be a matchup situation if we have somebody that he needs to lock down that's a little bit of a bigger guard, then maybe you throw him in. Um, because I'm interested to see how Houston uh plays down the stretch when you get into the Big Ten and there are bigger guys, you know, if he's a three then he's going to go against some big dudes. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, if he stays with as a, as a two, then you can be okay. But Hey, you know, the thing is that they're going to North Carolina next week and Monday, right? Monday, they do not look ready to be playing in a a big 10 ACC challenge. So, you know, that's going to be on a national spotlight. And I think all of us were pretty, you know, a lot of people were annoyed that uh, Michigan didn't play Duke in and uh, 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 final season here. Mm. Probably, uh, probably for the best uh, right now. <laughs> I mean, North Carolina, I don't know, is far behind Duke, but 
Um, yeah. You know, in, in terms of a national spotlight, they could have gotten embarrassed on national TV. So we'll see what they do going forward. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's, uh, you know, there is another big game this week. I don't know if you guys were aware. The Egg Bowl tonight? The Egg Bowl is tonight. Well, the Lions and Bears. I yeah. mean, that's a big one. That's your so I think most people are focused on that, that for sure. Um, I thought you were talking no. about my bowl of ice cream later on. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. There you go, too. Yeah. Um, you, you have ice cream on Thanksgiving? Is that a, is that a weird thing? I'm I'm excited for this uh, Thanksgiving dish draft we're gonna have at the end of the episode Ooh, to see what you guys come yeah. up with. But ice cream, it better be on your list, Kalen, if you're eating it tonight. Yeah, yeah I can see ice cream. I could see ice cream with some like apple crisp or something, some warm apple crisp. Well, there you go. Yeah. You can do that. Um, all right, but yes, there is a game on Saturday in Ann Arbor. Feels like it. This game, when it's meant something, has not been in Ann Arbor for a long time, uh, and so I was in. Uh, I was around Chrysler in the big house last night for the game. Fox Big Noon kickoff already set up. College game day already set up. College game day is at Pioneer, which it usually is not. So yeah. that's going to be. They're usually like somewhere down on campus. So. That's going to be interesting how that works. Um, but there was they had all has the stands stool, going. Has Barstool announced where they're going yet? I don't know where Barstool is to be honest. I think they kind of be a no brainer to go to Michigan Ohio State, or maybe they're just not doing a show this week. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe just because they've been there already, they're trying to get other yeah. schools involved. That might be it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it feels like everybody's ready for this game. I know scrolling through Michigan Twitter. People are counting down to the to the minute here, um, so the, uh, the I'm excited for for you know what's to come on Saturday. But what are your guys' feelings? Just you know, going into this game, are you excited, nervous, uh, hopeful, doubtful? What do you? I I know we're positive vibes only, but what are <laughs> what are your gut feelings here heading into this game? i tell you what, man, I've got a lot of excitement. This has been building throughout the week. I'm very hopeful. You know, it's, it's not even like, how are you supposed to have fun if you're not going to be excited and optimistic and hopeful about your team playing the biggest rival with so much on the line? Like if you're, if you're going to be a Debbie Downer this week, then you don't deserve to celebrate if Michigan does win. Like I, I'm, I'm so excited for this game. I'm so excited for the tailgate. I think it's gonna be a great weekend. And, uh, I'm hoping for a money Mooney game, money Mooney game winner, man. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely excited, right? I mean, how can you not be excited for this game? There's, you know, championships on the line, there's playoffs on the line, biggest rivalry, best rivalry. Like it's a, it's no question. If you're not excited for this, what are you excited for? So, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm just ready for it to be, noon on Saturday so I can see the result of this game. Yeah, I mean, I think that I would be lying if I said I didn't have a little bit of reservation, right? Like a little bit of like, well, there's a decent chance that this game goes goes poorly, right? Jack's shaking his head right here. He's like, no, we can't have any of those thoughts in our heads. Um, <laughs> Got to manifest this victory. I know, I know. I'd be lying though if I if I said I didn't have it, but I will say, like you said, like I've just gotten more and more hopeful. I've I've uh, I've convinced myself in my head that we do have a chance to win this dang thing, and I'm just like, God, what's it gonna take? I'm trying to think of like scenarios, and then all of a sudden I'm thinking of this scenario like this is I've played this in my head a hundred times already. <laughs> we win the game. We win the game. We storm the field. Then we go back out to the tailgate, playing pump it up all night long, <laughs> crushing Trulies. I'm just like, I've built that that uh, image into my head. And, and if oh it god. happens, oh my god, legitimately probably the best day of my life. Un- until I get married, then you know, I, I that I think I think I have to say that, but yeah, still smart probably, man. Uh, yeah, still probably this would be the actual uh, actual best day of my life. 
<laughs> I mean, it's it's hard to beat a, a Michigan victory over Ohio State. You know, you're probably going to get married a few times in your lifetime. You know, we don't know. We don't know how. Uh, we don't know how often this is going to happen. So we'll, we'll take it. <laughs> What's uh, how many people have been married, divorced, married again since the last time Michigan beat Ohio State? Uh, there's got to be plenty. I'm sure. There's got to be a few out there. That is the most amazing stat. <laughs> uh, oh, if you man. have reach out to us we want to talk to you we yeah. want to talk to you oh man but um yeah i mean i think that this uh you know the excitement the the i'm excited about the buzz around the big house first and foremost like it's gonna be an environment we've had good home games every single for every single game this year um and even though it's a noon game even though it's gonna be 30 degrees i still think everyone's gonna be just pumped and you know we're gonna tailgate hard early but we're gonna shut this shut the tailgate down a little bit earlier than usual so we can get into the game too yeah you know and so um the other thing that we haven't talked about palms are back baby palms are back go let's was that first reported by justin rowe at blue by 90 it might have been it might have been but um yeah man it's i mean that's gonna add a different element so i think this crowd could add uh you know could be a factor in the game i really do you know whether you're wearing maize or blue or whatever i you know i get it you probably don't have a maize coat do whatever you can to wear maize but all i care about is standing up and being loud Everyone's got to be up into it. If a single person tells me to sit down on Saturday, they're getting the haymaker to the face. I'm sorry about it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just ready to see fights break out in the stands. Yeah. Do you think that there's like going to be a good show out of Ohio State fans like there's been recently? 100%. Always is. Yeah. I. Go ahead. I'm talking like where they're doing the OHIO and it's like I'm watching TV. It's basically a home game. I don't think it'll be that bad because I think that I think for the first time this game means something, you know, in in Ann Arbor. So that's my hope, at least. I still think they're going to show up because Ohio State friends are, are psychos and this is their, right. you know, the biggest day of the year for them, too. Um, but I, I think that my hope is that it's not nearly as bad. And, you know, my hope is that we, we get up early and then, you know, Michigan fans can have the momentum the whole time. That's what I hope for, man. But I'm, I'm with you. It's going to be electric. I've just from talking to people, you know, that are going to the game or tailgating, like, dude, we're going to have a shit ton of people at our tailgate this weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, we, we actually are. Uh, so it's going to be, it's going to be a blast. I, and if you're out there, come stop by, we'll be in the, uh, the Chrysler uh, parking lot, which is the blue lot. If you go in off stadium Boulevard, uh, if you're turning into Chrysler, go to the right and we're back by the train tracks there. We'll have some truly there for you. Um, and honestly, we'll be there for the post game if things go well too. So come on out. We'll, we'll burn the city down for sure. Um, but <laughs> Well, I want to get into the game too. You know, I, I want to ask you guys, I feel like everyone's got their analysis about this game. Everyone knows Ohio State's got the best offense in the country. Michigan's defense is good. I wouldn't say they're, you know, phenomenal, but I think that they it'll be one of the best defenses that Ohio State has seen. What is, uh, you know, when we're looking at it from Ohio State's offense versus Michigan's defense, what is the, what are the big things that you guys are looking for uh, to, to see if Michigan can stop them? Well, I mean, I've already convinced myself that the only reason Ohio State scored on every drive uh, in the first half against Michigan State is because Michigan State is awful on defense. So that has made me feel a little bit better about going into this game. And also the pro football focus rankings coming out with saying Michigan has the second best secondary in all of college football makes me feel a hell of a lot better about this game as well. So that, I mean, the biggest thing I'm looking for is just how our DBs handle DBs and Daxton Hill handle Ohio state's four five-star receivers or however many they have that can just get open whenever they want. That's the biggest thing for me that I'm watching. Yeah. I mean, Here's the, the no-brainer that everyone talks about. Aiden Hutchinson and David Ojabo got to get pressure on C.J. Stroud. 
right? I mean, we've seen it um, if, when they played Nebraska. We saw when they played Penn State, you know, you and even early in the season too, a little bit, right? When they played Oregon and Minnesota, you put a little pressure on him. He gets a little bit outside the pocket and he rushes decisions. That's how you get him throwing interceptions, throwing not great passes and things like that. So I think we all know that one. But the other one I would say is trying to keep them between the 20s, right? And that's the tougher part, right? Because they're so explosive. They'll throw a 50-yard bomb and score a touchdown. But if you can keep them outside the red zone and kind of force them to kick field goals, now you kind of got a game, I feel like, for the Michigan offense to actually compete. Because, you know, we, we saw it and when they played MSU, when they were just – or even Purdue, right? When they scored like 35 points, like right off the bat, it's hard to compete with that. So if you can reduce their, you know, how many points they're scoring at a time, and then we're such a run-heavy team, I feel like that's how we have a chance to win this game. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, if you look at the Penn State and Nebraska games versus Ohio State, that was how you keep – it's crazy to think about, but that's how you keep them from 50 down to 30, right, is you force them to kick field goals instead of scoring every time down the the field. And so, um, you know, it's not – It's I'm sure it's easier said and done there. That's for sure. Um, but if you if Mike McDonald can have this bend but don't break defense, right, that we've all heard about and we've seen this year, all of a sudden that's a different game. If you're holding Ohio State to a few field goals, which, by the way, their kicker is just as good as Moody, uh, unfortunately. I mean, Moody's a GOAT, obviously, but I, he's, from, from a st- statistic standpoint, he is uh, drilled. I think he's like – Moody's 15 for 16 and their guy is like 16 for 17 or something like that. So they do have a really good kicker, but I I still think like, obviously you want to keep them out of the end zone. Now, uh, one thing to to look at for me uh, is something that nobody's talked about really, but our linebacking crew, we, you know, we have, we, what we've done in the past is put, slow linebackers on really fast receivers. And it's like, I want to bash my head against the wall because any, my grandma knows like that's not going to work out, but right. You know, but Don Brown's too stubborn to change. Now I want to see Mike McDonald make some changes there. What I would be interested to see is our junior Colson and the Kai heel green going to get some more playing time than usual because he wants to keep them running with some of their faster receivers because Josh Ross can't keep up. So those guys, both those guys have come on really strong this year. So I'm excited about what they have for the future, but this could be a breakout game for those guys. I know Junior Colson's getting some NFL looks already as a freshman. So those, those dudes are, are going to be good, but you know, I just, I would hate to see Josh Ross get caught up in some situations where he's, you know, running after a guy down the field, you know? So if uh, if if Junior Colson and Nakai Hill Green are a better fit to stay with them, I would love to see them in there. Um, so that that's my little bit too. Um, now looking at it from the other side, Michigan's offense versus Ohio State's defense. What are you guys looking for uh, to see if Michigan can be successful there too? Honestly, I don't know, Dick, about uh, Ohio State's defense, so I'm not going to have. Uh, Maybe it's a good point. I have no clue. Um, but I think something that uh, I saw on Twitter, I can't remember who put it out. Uh, it sounds like they struggle with in between like 10, 15, 20, yard, uh, 20 yards down the field, and that's kind of where Cade thrives. So if Cade can continue to do what he does with those medium, um, medium distance passes and then, you know, hopefully we can strike gold a couple times and get, you know, some guy wide open that he can let it go and have a big touchdown – um, that'd be my biggest thing. I think we'll be able to run the ball well because we've got Edwards, um, Corum, I'm assuming is back. Haskins has been running the ball really well recently. I mean, all season. Um, so if we can throw the ball and the offense can keep up with Ohio State and the Michigan's defense can, you know, hold them down a little bit, that would be uh, my biggest thing on offense, seeing what Cade can do in the passing game. Yeah, I feel like this is a tough, tough kind of, matchup to call on our offensive side because Ohio State's defense actually jacked their rush defense, they think is like top five or something like that. 
so that's that worries me a little bit because although the other top defense that we played against was Wisconsin earlier in the season and we ran for like 115 yards or something so it's hard to say right but I didn't know that about the the past defense for Ohio State so man I just I'm just like Josh Gaddis just get creative put your weapons out there and let's just go nuts and we just need to get touchdowns not field goals that's pretty much my game plan yeah and I I think too uh, we definitely need to uh, the way that Josh Geddes has been able to convert touchdowns in the red zone in the past two three games has been gigantic that's been no no doubt and you need to keep that going you're not going to beat Ohio State with field goals that's for sure one thing with Josh Geddes on the offensive side of the ball that I'm curious to see and I can see it going poorly honestly but I can also see it going well it just depends on how it goes um that was like incredible analysis of the that analysis sentence right is there just top yeah. tier this morning we could it job. could go bad could go good pat, you just pat don't yourself know. on the back for that one yeah thank you, thank you. <laughs> sound like me um, yeah. <laughs> um but uh they I I think Michigan's going to want to run the clock to keep Ohio State off the field, right? They want to control the ball at all times. How I see that going poorly is Josh Gaddis being too conservative with his play calling, trying to run it up the gut a hundred times, and they're going to stop it. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, now what do we do? And then you're forced to play from behind. You're forced to throw the ball. You can't control the ball anymore, all that stuff. So I, I, it's going to be Josh Gaddis is going to have to this have to have this perfect balance of being creative and leaving the playbook open, taking shots downfield while still controlling the ball throughout the game. Because the last thing you want is CJ Stroud on the field for you know a long time in this game, and more importantly, CJ Stroud on the field, you know, making a big play. They go score. Michigan goes out, tries to run the ball, establish the run. They go three and out. Stroud's back on the field. That's how this Ohio State offense gets going. So I, I think that's going to be the key to Michigan's offense. Can they still keep that creativeness while they, you know, control the clock? So it, it'll be – I don't know, man. I It'll be interesting. But w- would you guys have ever thought that going into the Michigan-Ohio State game in the Big Ten – from on a score from scoring offense, Michigan's offense would be second to Ohio State. They're one two in scoring offense. I mean, I would have never thought that, honestly. No, not not a chance. Yeah, I think as Michigan fans, we definitely need to tell ourselves or remind ourselves, especially today, how thankful we are for this team. <laughs> Way like, to tie in the holiday. I love it. Right. Like, I mean, if you told me in August, yeah, we're going to be 10 and one with the second offense going into Ohio State, I would I would tell you to get out of my house because you're a crazy guy. Like, what the heck? So, I mean, honestly, no matter what happens, I am very proud of this team and very proud of this program. Yeah, man, it's been uh, it's awesome for sure. I, I think, you know, we said it earlier. I think we said it after the Maryland game. You know, we whatever happens on Saturday, obviously we all want to win the game. And obviously all we're all going to be depit, we're going to be disappointed and pissed if we don't. But I think you do have to give credit to uh, what Jim Harbaugh and, and this program and team has done this year. And I don't want this, you know, what I've seen from the past is like, you lift eight guys like Aiden Hutchinson up forever and ever. Like he's the guy, he's the guy until they lose this game. And then like, he's worthless. I do think these guys are setting a standard for this program for the future. And so that's where I want to still, you know, love these guys. This offense is going to be back next year. Cade McNamara is going to be back. JJ is going to be back. So, you know, I, yes, we're focused on this game. The expectation is to win, but I'm, I'm just pumped to be in this situation, you know? So, um, it, it's, it's going to be exciting. All you can ask for is going into the last game of the year with a chance to still win the big 10. Right. And so when you think about it, they, they do have all their goals ahead of them, which is exciting as hell. I mean, man, it's, it just feels like, you know, there's a, 
look at the path. I don't want to look too far down the road, but you win this game. All of a sudden, you're in the Big Ten championship game. You might play Cincinnati in the college football playoff game if you get there. Like, there's a, a legitimate chance if you win this game that you're playing for a national title against Georgia or Alabama, which is insane to think about. If, if you would have told me that, you know, just like you just said, Kalen, at the beginning of the year, I would have told you you're high. Like, it's, it's insane, dude. So, hey, you know, whether we can actually win this game or not, we'll see on Saturday. But it's, uh, it, they've come a long way from, from where we thought they were going to be. Yeah. Like, like we said earlier in the episode, take this all in and enjoy it. For the people that are just looking for the negatives coming out of this game, think about what we just talked about and what is what could happen this weekend. There's just so much excitement around that. And I'm, I'm pumped, man. You're right. If, if we can beat Ohio State, I'd assume it's a basic, pretty much guaranteed victory in the Big Ten title game, and then you're going to the playoffs. And you have a legit opportunity to make it to the national title game. How insane is that? That is insane. I, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Be that, thankful that's... for what you have. You could be giving James Franklin 100 nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is true. Very, very true. Oh, man. Um, by the way, are you guys going to be able to sleep for the next two days? I, I don't know if I – I'm struggling already. I don't know, man. I think Friday night is going to be tough. I'll be very excited. Tonight Today should be okay we're going to get because I'm just going to stuff yeah. my face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I'm with you. I think Friday's going to be tough, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm real excited for this for this day. Tailgating, the game, all of it, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I was uh, I was talking to Caleb Martin too. He, uh, our, one of our one of our listeners, and he had just had a baby boy. He said his baby boy is not has not slept all week. He slept poorly. Oh I, God! I was just like, dude, it's, he's already invested in the game. His nerves are going. <laughs> you know, he's he's about a month old and uh, not even, and he's already you know thinking about it. So uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but speaking of you know stuff in your face. Do you want to go around and do a little uh, snake draft for uh, Thanksgiving meals? Yes, let's do it. I'll, I'll be looking draft. forward to this all day. All right. All right. Hey, Justin, snake do you draft. know what a snake draft is yet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for any of you out there that uh, just started listening to us, there was a moment. When was that? Last year at some point? Probably last year, yeah. We were trying to do a snake draft, and Jack had no idea what was going on. He had no clue. No clue. So we'll, we'll try and get it going today. Um, all right. You want to start us off since this was your idea? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, what do you think? Five rounds. Let's go five rounds. Five rounds. All right. All right. All right. So pick number one. And this might be a shocker to you guys, but uh, I'm going ham. Thanksgiving dish. Right. Number all one right. pick is ham. Not a big turkey guy. Wow. That, Whoa. you know. I mean, that's a little like devilish. I don't know. You, yeah, you I do don't that? think you can do that. But uh, I, Dude, I think I more people, I think more people than you realize do this. I'm curious to see. I want to put this up on social media later and see what people think about our list. But um, ham, that's my number one pick, man. I love ham. Christmas, that's why I like Christmas over at least the meal over Thanksgiving is because it's like ham is like the normal what you eat, right? Like for me, I love Easter. ham. Any a nice Easter, Easter ham, yeah. Any excuse yeah. to eat ham, I'm I'm all there. I'm there for it. Christmas, I do the prime rib. Oh, mm. I'm jealous. We do flank steak on up. Christmas too. Yeah, I I'm with you. Um, I would say uh, uh, ham is is better than uh, better than turkey. But am I am I next? I was just gonna go jump in and go. Yeah. All right, I am gonna go cheesy potatoes. Ooh. I am a firm believer that like anything out there, you can have the worst meal ever, but if you have good cheesy potatoes, people are going to be like, all right, this was a good meal. Okay. I'll disagree, right. but okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm going to go my first thing, stuffing. Some good stuffing Ooh. is always like one of the first things I put on my plate. That that was gonna be uh, that was gonna be my next pick. All right, Kim. That's a good back, one. Back to you. Second round. What do you got? 
Second round. Um, I'm going with the baked mac and cheese. Oh, okay, that's a good one. That's a great one. Are you are you a mac and cheese guy that is like just the mac and cheese, or do you give like a little like topping to it, and it's a little uh, crunchy on the top? That's why I like the baked mac and cheese. It kind of gets yeah. that like crisp cheese layer on top. It's not like soupy mac and cheese, you know. I like that. I'm a connoisseur. Like if you can't tell, I'm with that. Um, I uh, I guess I'm just a potato guy because <laughs> I'm gonna go just with mashed potatoes on this side. Just a, like the classic mashed potatoes with a good gravy. I I just feel like it's it is. That's what I feel like you can deal with some dry turkey. If you have some good you gotta, potatoes, you got to smother it like a KFC. Smother it with egg. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Maybe like even just like stir it up. Mash, <laughs> mash it all together. Um, Kalen, since you took stuffing, I'm going to have to go with a nice uh, green bean casserole. There you go. Green I feel bean. like that's that's an underrated one, I think. It is, man. Like, it's it's something, it's not something that people are like, yeah, that's my favorite thing, but you're always going to grab it, right? Yeah. This yeah, this next one might be uh, Right, yeah. This next one might be controversial, but cranberry sauce. I ooh. love some cranberry sauce, especially I, like even with stuffing. Mix in with the stuffing. Ooh. ooh. Yep. Now you do out the can, homemade, what's the Ooh, can. Oh man, you got to get What am I an animal? Oh, <laughs> an animal? You think people are animals for making their own cranberry sauce? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's disgusting. God. You, you <laughs> that can. I want that thing to just slide out slowly and then just <laughs> land on my plate. You're insane. You're insane. This that was wild. Oh. That was wild. Um, you know, since it hasn't been taken now, I, I think I gotta go turkey. I, I don't think it's this far down on the on the uh, draft. I think it's still still up there. That is wild. It made it to the third round. <laughs> you talked about it, and we forgot about it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic. It's right in the middle, right? So perfect. All right, Kalen, um, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going with the candied sweet potato. Ooh, yep. There you go. There you go. Potatoes are it's Thanksgiving's a very heavy potato meal. It is very heavy. It is. All right, what you got next? Uh, Round four. Oh man. You guys probably don't have this one on there, but I'm going with the collard greens. Gotta have the collard, collard greens. greens on your plate. Collard greens. Why would we not right. have that on there? Yeah. <laughs> why why <laughs> would you saying? say that? <laughs> well no, man. I'm that's just that's just me. Sounds about I'll be white. honest. I don't know if I have ever had collard greens, so I I am fitting into I don't your. Know if I have either stereotype <laughs> here. Yeah, but are you open to try them? Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Are we invited to the cookout? I'll bring them to the tailgate. All right. So we're not invited to the cookout. Kalen's like, I'll come <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I can't bring you around my people. I... <laughs> That's hilarious. That's funny. Um, all right, I'm gonna. Uh, go a little off the wall here a nice pumpkin craft beer okay yeah that's a that's allowed a little craft beer, beer, beer should I, definitely be on here beer should be on the list i mean if you i think if you are like at the at your family thanksgiving and you're like i don't know about you guys but usually and my parents are probably listening to me because i'm in their basement recording this but like <laughs> you get you you're like all right you're just waiting for the moment like all right, when can I crack a beer? Like, is it, it's, all right, it's 10.30 a.m., you know, we're hanging around. Is it time yet? Or, like, do I have to wait for the Lions to start? Like, <laughs> I don't know. You, you, <laughs> I'm just sitting around, like, I've opened the fridge six different times. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you like, you walk in, you scope out the scene. Like, is anybody else yeah. drinking? Like, can I grab one? I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, especially when Heather and I first started dating, I'd be like, kind of look around, see if anybody else is drinking. Now it's just like, <laughs> as soon as I walk in the door, it's just crack it open. Yep. Let's get this no going. Shame oh. No shame anymore. No shame anymore. I know exactly um, what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my God. So, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to follow your route there, Ro. I'm going to go with uh, 
a nice bourbon. Oh, little bourbon. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. All right. Well, I guess. Are you, I, are you, whoa, no, no, no. It goes back to me. Whoa. Snake draft. Snake draft. Snake draft. Snake draft. Jeez. All right. And then I will end it, at least mine, with a pumpkin roll. A pumpkin roll? What is it? You ever had those? Roll? Oh, my God. I remember the first time I had it, we had a Friendsgiving back at the trap house. And uh, our <laughs> buddy Will, his now wife, Kelsey, they brought it. First time I ever had it. It's incredible. It's like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like pumpkin bread rolled in cream cheese or something. Yeah. Oh, dude, it is incredible. You need to have a pumpkin roll. But that would be my, uh, that's my, that's my final pick of the draft. Can we just keep going? Cause I got like three more. Yeah. Let's keep it rolling. (laughs) All right. So one, I will just say just a nice like Hawaiian roll with butter, warm, warm roll. Like, oh my God. I, Honestly, if there was nothing else in just that, like I'd be okay with just eating that, to be honest. The King's Hawaiian rolls, dude. They're the best. Yes. I was, that, I was so in between good. those two, so I'm glad you said it. Yeah. Kalen? Yeah. I mean, I would I'm obligated now. So I have to go with the slice of apple pie with a little bit of like one little scoop of ice cream on there. Oh yeah. <laughs> what about some whipped cream too? You can put it on there and I'll eat it. I'm not mad. Are you guys uh are you guys a cool whip or ready whip people? Um I think I'm a cool whip person. Cool whips like the scoopable, ready whips like yeah. the shake. I think I'll take either to be honest. But yeah, I'll I, take dude, either. I used to I used to eat that shit like ice cream when I was a kid. Cool whip. <laughs> I got just a whole bowl of cool spoon. Whip. Yeah, dude. <laughs> no shame. That's no outrageous. Shame. I loved it. That is outrageous. I would probably do oh that like now, but Heather keeps it in the freezer, <laughs> so it's not the right consistency. And she'd probably uh just divorce me on the spot. So I was just gonna say Heather really needs to keep you under wraps over there. It's <laughs> yeah, you just gotta, without it's getting out of control. <laughs> Keep to the basement with, with your cool whip. Don't let her see. Uh, yeah. Without her supervision, you're just going to be, you know, it's like 9 a.m. She comes down, you're eating a bowl of, are you eating a bowl of cool whip? <laughs> oh, my God. Kalen, do you want me to, uh, are we going to allow apple pie and ice cream as one? I was, I was thinking that. Or I was that like, that's separate. That's fine. All right, Kalen, now you got to do another one. That was, yeah, go ahead. Gosh, that wasn't I've five. What the hell? I I've got one. Well, we're we're going. we're gonna I, we're gonna keep going. So you gotta you gotta do one, Kalen. We're doing right, one more round or more. Okay. I usually have a nice IPA before I even start eating, uh, and one is an understatement. But I'm going with one. What uh? What's the choice? What choice? Uh, what usually, beer? like, so, like not. Picky, but like some Oktoberfest, you know, something in that vein. Okay. An Oktoberfest is an elite. Yeah, definitely an elite one. Great fall um, beer. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with uh, a nice leftover ham or turkey sandwich on the rolls from earlier. So you bring it all back out for like a, a dinner, late night snack type of thing. You know, heat it back up. It's almost better than the original meal. Is the leftover sandwich that you make? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. It's like rolling around like six o'clock. You're starting to get your second wind. Heat the heat the meat up and throw it up on a roll. Mm. Yep, yep. You're like six IPAs deep at that point. Oh so you're my shoving god! Shoving your face with food. Yes. Yeah. All right, let's see. What's the last one? I already got pumpkin roll. I'm going to say corn. Wait, we have, corn. Do we have gravy on here? Gravy. I'm saying gravy. Oh, there you go. I was going to say corn, like in terms of a Mr. Irrelevant pick, the last pick of the draft, <laughs> corn would be perfect. Corn would be perfect. Like, no, it's just kind of there. You know, nobody's like, wow, I really love this corn. But it's, you know, you have to have it because it's, it's like part of the meal, you know? So. Also, random right. random thing that I wanted to talk about since we're talking about food. Go for it. What it, what is the deal with jelly? Why is jelly still a thing? Jam is available. 
who buys jelly over jam? I don't understand. <laughs> Can anybody explain this to me? You know the difference between jelly and jam? I do, but this is a family <laughs> podcast, so we can't say that. <laughs> but jam's easy to spread. You know, jelly, it's like, it'll like rip your bread apart and shit. Because I eat that white bread. Like the wheat bread's too tough. I guess you could use jelly on wheat bread. But I like my country, my country buttermilk. So I have to use the jam. Anybody listening, Wonder if you have bread. the answer to this, please, please let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Just lighten up Jack's DMs with all the jelly eaters. Big foodie. Yeah. Big foodie over here. I like food. That's what I bring to the right. podcast. All right. All right. Well, there you have it. That is our Thanksgiving uh, dish snake draft. So it is, uh, it, it, I hope you all have a good day. I hope you all eat, you know, eat a ton of food, drink some beer, enjoy your family. Um, if you have to go like to, uh, some in-laws or something, God bless you. Uh, you know, I know that's tough. Just start drinking early and keep drinking late. Um, you know, don't, <laughs> don't get into politics. Don't just, oh God, uh, don't, don't do that. Think, don't get into politics. Don't get into, you know, anything like that. Talk about football. Talk about how bad the Lions are. You know, that's always a – everyone's on board with that, so you can't go wrong. Uh, talk about um, – you know, you can talk about the game. If you have in-laws that are Ohio State fans, leave immediately uh, and go back home. Um, but, you know, with uh, – after, t- after today, we are 100% focused on the game Saturday. Positive vibes only. We're going to yes, enjoy sir. the day. It's going to be a heck of an environment. I'm excited, man. This is going to be, this is going to be, you know, it, it, it's coming down to it going to be one of the, the most fun days and, and most important days in the big house in a long time. So uh, enjoy it. We'll, uh, you know, whether you're watching from home, whether you're watching from the, the uh, bar, whether you're watching at, in the big house, you know, let's, uh, let's get, keep the energy up. I'm excited for it. And we'll leave you with just one Ted Lasso quote. Believe. You can follow us at BlueBy90 on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at uh, Brew on YouTube. And with that, we say go blue and beat Ohio. Go blue. Go blue.